Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, fans, how the hell are you? It's another Monday night. Time for Race Chat Live. Glad to have each and every single one of you listening tonight. Hopefully you're checking us out on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. You you like the podcast world? You can find us without a problem. 110 Nation Sports Show, Race 5. So we're glad to be here and uh, should have a few buddies joining us here in just a second as we get ready to uh, talk about uh, this past weekend and... uh, Um, what's to come. So we got a guest on as well here this evening. We're looking forward to talking to them. And uh, we have the fan question, of course, by Miss Rebecca. Can't wait to cover that one. Uh, of course, uh, the SRX finale will determine the SRX champion uh, within our group. Uh, Miss Lee is leading the points for 84, Craig 75. Me, 71, Jason, 70, and Taz, 46. So Taz is going to have to pick up the pace there a little bit. There are a couple of bad picks. Doesn't set him way behind, but it's coming into the last one. I think he's the only he's the only one that's, uh, that's been eliminated. But uh, So, yeah, we have Jeremy Hamilton coming on as our guest tonight. Uh, he's in the Sportsman. He raced at Thunder Mountain Speedway and Skyline Raceway. Uh, Hamilton's 27 from Norwich, New New York, uh, served eight years in the U.S. Army. Was even over there uh, with, by where Mr. C.J. Sports used to hang out, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, for the past three years. Been a crew member with many different teams. Some uh, USCS Sprint cars and Christian Thomas with Super Late Mile stuff out of the Carolinas. Well, we know all about the USCS Sprint cars. That's uh, Mr. Uh, Pete Walton. So we'll have a little familiarity uh, with uh, with uh, the, the guests here this evening. So uh, looking forward to talking to Mr. Jeremy Hamilton. Uh, looks like uh, my co-host is here. Let me get him tuned in. Mr. Taz Taylor, how you doing today, sir? Doing all right. How are you doing today? Hello. Hello. Doing all right there, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Turn them. Yeah, I'm doing good. Can you hear me? <laughs> I was thinking, oh, my God. Yeah, I got Nobody's you. heard me. Oh, you know, I thought I had botched it again. But uh, no, I'm glad to have you on and uh, looking forward to a good show here tonight. Of course, uh, if you weren't entertained by Slinger, Raceway or whatever it's called. My gosh, man. They knew that they knew how to put on a show. I guess it was in Wisconsin, Taz. Is that where that racetrack is? That's right. Wow. So imagine having that kind of racetrack to go to on a Friday or Saturday night. Uh nothing but bank. I mean, like a almost like a fishbowl. Yeah. It was uh quite the entertaining and I'm really hoping that uh that Slinger 
the races like Slinger and Eldora definitely get dates for season two next year because I think they're the best two races yet. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we're jumping a little ahead of ourselves. We got a lot of Cup news to talk about. It was the uh, the Bush 400 uh, dominated. Most of the show was a Bush, whether it be Kurt Bush or Kyle Bush. Uh, kind of odd that the uh, Hendrick Chevy struggled, and then all of a sudden, boom, Chip Ganassi's running up front. Who would have seen that that old hat trick there, Taz? Uh, you think it's coincidence or or what? I, I mean, Kurt Busch, no doubt, he raced his way, man. There was no doubt he had a fast race car at Atlanta. Yeah, it, I was quite surprised. I mean, I guess you could say it was only a matter of time before – I guess it was only a matter of time before Ganassi would try to, you know, make moves to the front because they have nothing to lose now. They're not racing next year. But you knew Kurt Busch going to a different team, so now he's got to run out there and prove something to him, to everyone now, because he's looking for a ride. Does he go to a new team, or does he stay with – does he stay with – you know, the team that's basically buying them, Track House. I think that's still – well, Dale Jr. made it pretty specific in the uh, in, in, during the race that uh, he believed that the ink had already dried. It was just a matter of being able to announce it. So, um, But I don't see why there would be a problem announcing it, Taz, considering Chip Canassi's announced that he's going to sell the race thing. So, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be holding my eyes to – of confidentiality contracts if I myself isn't going to be around next year, you know. Uh, I think it's still a shock to, to a lot of people, including I, that, I mean, it, it, it's almost coincidental, right? I'm going to race team, and then the next week I go out and win a race. <laughs> uh, maybe old Jimmy Spencer was up was on to something here. I, it definitely way in the NBA playoffs, right? I mean, if anybody listened to uh, – the podcast earlier this year about the uh, the cheating ref, um, I think uh, what was the name of? I can't even remember it right now. But anyway, um, yeah, that how in the NBA throws the games, especially in the playoffs, to to make them uh, more exciting and more watched to kind of cash in on the ratings. I guess uh, you know maybe maybe NASCAR does the same thing. But uh, either way, conspiracy or not, then Bush brothers are badass and. They're going to leave a, a hell of a mark in the history books, uh, Taz. Is that should that be the top story, right? Uh, I think that should be the top story. The 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 Bush. Yeah, race. I, believe, I would have to say so. I mean, Kyle Busch for the Xfinity race won his won his last Xfinity start. If I if I'm understanding everything correct, um, and then Kurt Busch. Yes, you know, um, definitely. No, you're you're breaking up there, Taz. Kurt Busch is uh, putting on a show, though. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, you're breaking Kyle up, Bush buddy. I don't, it, it could be my – hold on. Are you there, Taz? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so uh, I may be having internet issues, uh, as I heard you kind of phase out there. Uh, if you had answered that on the top story of the Bush Brothers, could you go over that for me again? Yeah, I would have to say this weekend was definitely 
push domination. Uh, Kyle doing his thing in Xfinity. Um, this is so far from what we know, this is the last Xfinity race. But by what I've been seeing today, it sounds like this is his last. This weekend was his last Xfinity start. Not sure. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I definitely claim to to think that uh, it just makes him. It just makes that sponsorship have to hand up that much more money when the driver says, "You know, I'm not going to appear." So uh, we know how that goes in the in the business world. Kind of make it, it makes it more valuable, right? Oh yeah, it does. And it just—I mean, the '54 cars. I mean, that's what Kyle Busch was already driving part time in Xfinity anyway. It—it it was lacking sponsorship as a whole. So I mean, Kyle Busch sitting in it, not sitting in it, maybe could determine sponsorship for that car, but who knows? Will Kyle Busch be remembered? In- better in the 18 or the 54? Is there even an argument there? I don't think there is. I think they're about equal in my opinion. Look, he, the reason why he has the name Rowdy is because he took that Billy Baloo number 51 truck and just dominated the truck series there for a few years uh, back in the uh, early 2000s or maybe even the late 2000s it could be. Uh, yeah, two thousand, late two thousands, early two thousand ten ish, or something to that effect. But uh, um, let's see, we have uh, is that uh, do we have Craig here? No, yeah. <laughs> Why am I on? Hello. Hi. Hi. Great chat live. Great chat live. Oh man, I love me some NASCAR. Oh. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Mark. Mark? Nice to have you on, Mark. What? I'm, we're calling from Jersey. Do what, sir? We're calling from New Jersey. We're calling from New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, is this a prank call? <laughs> I'm going to put what? you on hold. Yeah. What? You're going to put me on hold? Is that uh, is, is that Craig Moore? I mean, I'm I, look. I have a cold. I've been in a wreck this week. <laughs> My mind no, is Chris, not in the best condition. He just said. Um, he said his name is Mark from New Jersey. Mark from New Jersey. So we have a we have a fan. I mean, it, it, it threw me off guard, uh, Mister Mister Taz Taylor, because uh, first of all, Craig, uh, <laughs> yeah, Craig. Normally calls in, but being that he was uh, maybe headed, I guess on vacation somewhere or something. I don't know. We haven't we, we haven't touched bases. Uh, I, I did answer that, but so should we find out? Should should we find out what Mark from New Jersey? Should we find out what he wants to uh, what he wants to talk about? I, I guess. I, he loves I talking NASCAR. Yeah. He likes talking NASCAR. Let's let's bring Mark on. Craig is in Florida. No, Craig's in North Carolina. No, Craig's in North Carolina. Yeah. All right, so we're going to bring this guy on. I thought it was a prank call. I thought it was maybe Craig throwing his voice or whatever, but but we're going to bring Mark on. All right. uh, 
NASCAR Mark. Yo, How you doing? Jim, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? So what do you want to talk about? Good, yeah, right, good, good. Mark, chat live. We're, we're, we're live it's on the air. Mark, man. We're the segment. Mark, Mark, what do you got to say, man? Yeah, yeah we're, on the, we're on the beach right now, the Jersey Beach. Right? How are you? Oh, doing great, man. Absolutely wonderful. Just just glad oh, to yeah? be here. Where are you? you? What are you doing now? What, what are you doing now? Hanging out? Well, we're, we're, we're doing a live radio show. Yeah, what time? We're talking about radio well, I, I'm I'm uh in somewhere in the secludes of Mississippi, deep in the woods, and uh, Mississippi. Taylor, he's in New, he's Mississippi. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we got some real Mississippi. problems. We spelled that. Uh oh, we got a real problem. Why? We have, we have problems in this country, man. We live about the country right now. Country, yeah, yeah. I live in the country. It, it a lot of Mississippi is country. Uh, <laughs> Mark, we are. Uh, did you call us? Right, so no, 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 no. What's your what's for your car right now? How much a gallon for your oil right now? How your much a gallon of oil for gas. What's uh, your gallon? Let's see, uh, what, what is it? Two two eighty nine a gallon. Yeah, you know what? When when president was in charge, when when my man when my man president was. It was Trump was in charge. We can we spend we spent twenty dollars, five dollars. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely cheaper gas. So this is a, this is a racist show, Mark. We're gonna put you back on hold as I talk to my colleagues real quick. Just hang yeah, you want to meet me? You're, you're... <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna take another caller again. <laughs> oh wow, damn. Help me here, man. Help me. You're mighty quiet. Well, I don't mind fans calling in, but I'm just saying right now, if you're going to call in, let's keep politics out of things. If you want to call in, we're going to be talking racing. If you can't talk <laughs> racing, then... Yeah, we, we can even talk politics and racing sometimes, but we can't just well, strictly talk politics and racing. That's a different, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> politics topic there. We're, if we're going to talk politics in general of the country, let's keep that Mark, up. Let's had, keep where things are supposed to be. <laughs> Mark, you had the world by the ear, and you, and, 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 and you know what? He pledges allegiance to Trump. I love that. I love that. So uh, <laughs> that was a good way to throw us off on a very interesting, very interesting. Mark, you just hang in there, man. We may bring you back on. Who knows? Uh, just stay listening there. Um, as we... Uh, Oh, try to get our bearings back off of this one, man. I back mean, to we, the bus, we've gone through some things. This is a first. This is definitely a first. Uh, I, I wonder who has put this man up to this. Uh, this is a. It's almost. This is almost. You, you try to wonder who you may have made mad in the radio business, right, Taz? And okay, somebody's <laughs> somebody's playing a prank on us or something, you know. All right. Well, let's let's try again back on that one, but. Um. Our production manager says says we don't do politics. That's our production manager that she says so. What she says goes. Yeah, there, there we go. So we have to move on. Uh, so Xfinity truck racing. Oh my gosh! Truck, Are they caught a direct fast in the truck, truck racing. I, I mean, the truck race wasn't bad up until the final few laps with the overtimes and that and then it became a parking lot brawl it was like everyone 
instead of trying to win it on the very last, like, two corners, they're like, oh, green with two to go? Let's try to win it on the first corner. And look what happened. Every time it took four tries to get something done. Like, I get this is a truck series, and I get y'all want to win. We're getting close to the freaking playoffs. But, guys, regardless if you're close to the playoffs or it's the first race of the dang season, you don't win the damn race. With, on the first corner with only two laps to go, you win the damn race on the last two corners of the last lap. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, at what point in time does NASCAR figure out that these trucks do not need windshields, and there's a thing in dirt racing called single-file restart? Now, I do understand you put 43 trucks on a field, and you try to do a single-file. You probably run out of track there, so to say to NASCAR, but Maybe we need two different groups. We have uh, the the lead cars firing in turn uh, turn four, and we have the uh, lap down cars uh, firing in turn two. How does that sound, Taz? You think you think we got enough room to do that? It would depend on how many trucks are on the field. I'm not really sure. Uh, it, I just know that they're two bunched together, and obviously uh, there is an issue with trying to start that many trucks uh, in a race. I mean, you know, we're we're known for having a three-wide, 36-car field in the street stock nationals, and, uh, you know, when you have that many cars together, uh, you can only imagine what and did actually happen this past year at the street stock nationals. So, uh I'm hoping that that doesn't happen again. It didn't have anything to do with a three-wide start. It just uh, a whole lot of cars got bundled up in one wreck. So uh, uh, it was a big one at uh, the Street Stock Nationals. But uh, as we carry on, uh, I thought it was a good race, man. I was very well entertained. Uh, people were saying NASCAR needs to go, go back to Iowa to the cornfield and stay out of Knoxville. Um uh, NASCAR is trying to hurt the image of dirt racing. Man, at what point in time do you not just respect the fact that it is a little bit of entertainment here, right? And boring racers are watching one truck pull away from everybody else and circling the field 15 times. Uh, Chris, I don't that, mean to cut you off. Are you talking about NASCAR or SRX? Because you just threw entertainment in there. Well, even in NASCAR, it should be entertainment, right? I, I, I think I'm going off of what Jimmy Spencer said. There's some things that are played. There's some things that, that are gotten away with. I, even even Dale Jr. admitted that, that he hoped his car that he won at the Daytona 400, the, 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 the return to Daytona after his father got killed, that that car was probably cheated up. He had no problem denying that. And you think NASCAR didn't know it? They allowed it, man. It's it's part of the game. We love talking about it. Look, it's it's not as it's not as flamboyant and flashy as WWE and all this other stuff. But we have to remember once again, we are we they're there to sell tickets, of course. There's nothing better than watching the best race car driver in the world get two black flags in a race and come back and win it. Am I right or wrong, Taz? Oh. When you put it like that, that's different. But I mean, the truck race put on a show outside of these stinking overtimes where everyone's just sending it in turn one with two to go. 
I don't find entertainment in that. I just find it to be stupid. Well, you're busting my balls here, and I and I appreciate that. I, I need the little ball busting uh, as uh, as I'm watching the home run derby. If you don't pick up the pun there, because these guys are busting these balls straight out of the damn park. Um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I I didn't mean to bring in that. I believe that uh, uh, of course there's entertainment. You wanted to compare it to the SRX series, but I think that's been the big argument. That uh, is it entertainment or is it racing? The one I tell you, what I seen this week, we could have started that off. It could have been the top story. SRX should have been the top top story. Like we said, okay, the Bush Brothers four hundred, that was the top story. But what should have been the top top story was how awesome damn Slinger was. I mean, that was just, I mean, that had everything in it that you uh, that you wanted. And Ernie Francis uh, Jr. Uh, man, I mean. I can't wait to see him get his uh, get get his Xfinity, Xfinity or Truck Series debut, man. I think this kid's got some talent. Yeah, he's. I know Lamonis wants him in a truck, and he's been interested about it. But the question is, when is that happening? If it does, but he's he's. You're not wrong. He's got the talent. The kid's 23 years old. He's a seven-time consecutive Trans Am champion. I mean. He's made. He's making records in Trans Am, and it's just like, dude, what what other path are you gonna go? I mean, SRX I think is a building block for you to go somewhere else. For sure. I, I don't. I didn't know if that was actually gonna be uh, a, a story behind the SRX series when when it first started. I I never thought in a million years a bunch of old guys beating a bunch of old guys would open up some opportunity. But it's more like, duh, why didn't you think of that? You know. Um, because I guess I didn't think those young guys would actually have a chance to, to beat up on some of these older guys. Paul Tracy, man, we we need a Netflix story on what's going on in Paul Tracy's race car. I mean, that guy is nuts. I will say this. The first I'm, – I might go on a little bit of a rant here, and if I do, I apologize ahead of time. But the first incident he had with Deegan – he came down on her. Deegan was right there, and he came down. She held her line. The second time, it's a little hard to tell. Some people are saying she held her line. Some people are saying Tracy came down. Some, and some people are saying, well, she dumped him. And I'm trying to see this frame by frame. But in some of the, like, frame-by-frame frame pictures people are showing, it looks like Deegan comes up a little bit, and Tracy meets her in the middle. So, blaming somebody on that, I have no idea. But, I hate to say it to you, PT, I think karma came back to bite you. Because those do. I mean, I know people are going after you, but you've played some people dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Tracy act that way with others, being in uh, the situation that Haley was in, you almost are like you would rather have you would rather initiate the contact that way you're not caught off guard by his contact. So, I mean, I, I can see the defense in that. Um, interesting that Haley Diggin hit her PR. Oh, the other I thing I want to do. School. Go ahead. One one thing I do want to say too, and this irritated me on an official's standpoint. And I don't understand this, but in my opinion, 
Deegan should have restarted at the rear. And here's why I say this is because she was still involved of the incident. She may have not been a wrecked car, but she was still part of the caution. She should have restarted at the rear of the field. I don't care if she stopped or whatever, however they explained it, saying that, oh, because she did this action, she keeps her spot. No, she was part of the dang caution. If she was part of the dang caution, you just go restart her in the rear. Did her car stop on the right track? Did her car ever stop on the racetrack? I don't remember it stopping on the racetrack. Okay, then that means that she that she didn't have to go to the rear. If it's a no-fault rule, those who spin and bring out the caution are stopped race cars. That's what brings out the caution when race cars come to a stop. So if Deegan never come to a stop, then why would she have to go to the rear, Taz? Well, that's no-fault no incident. Yeah, but that that's that's calling that's calling, and I, I, that that kind of racing drives me crazy because somebody always feels like they get to poop in into the deal when you have to when you call cautions, and uh, no matter what you try to do or try to explain, if it's your buddy out there that's racing, or you you you've been seeing Facebook videos with them uh, hanging out in the pits or something, and then all of a sudden that call comes up and you have to charge the other guy because he was in the wrong. First thing somebody oh you're showing favoritism, you're showing favoritism. The the whole point of not of not racing back to the caution, the gentleman's rule was uh uh you know, the gentleman's rule originally was we didn't race back to the caution. We eased up and we stayed in our position. You know, the now that they no longer can do that so which is interesting, that 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 topic's coming up later on. Uh but uh I think we have uh we have another I'm sorry, it threw me off guard. Bring me back, Cass. I would, in with Deegan, like, I'm not seeing it as a favorite towards anyone. I kind of just, I've tried playing it down the middle, but I don't, like Miss Lee said, I don't think she stuffed him, but I feel like she came up a bit and Tracy came down and they kind of made him, they, they kind of met in the middle and Tracy just took the worst end of it. But I still see it as Deegan was still part of the reason for the caught was still part of the reason on that she should have restarted in the rear. But it's whatever. That's how I see it. But other than that, the race was great. Uh, that Luke Fenhouse kid, at 17 years old, can wheel a dang car and run with these good guys and Marco Andretti. He run, he's been running up front in a lot of in most of these races, and he either gets bad luck or get put in bad positions to not finish where he really runs. And Slinger, he had it. Yeah, Finally got it. Did. Man, I mean that was exciting. I, I really feel like that was a a big time move. Uh, even Tony was like, you know, I got to beat this guy because if I don't, I'm never going to live it down. And uh, you know, Marco Andretti, we've known that. The, and look, I couldn't believe when they showed the in-car camera how much he had the eyes of Mario. I thought that uh, Michael looked much like Mario, you know, but you see the eyes there, and I swear it reminded me of a young Mario. Uh, typically, uh, the, the, the the time when he was uh, piloting the Daytona 500 number 13 car, uh, definitely uh, some resemblance there within the family blood. Marco, does he deserve at his age a shot? 
I I think Marco should just take it easy for now. I mean, he ran us or actually do something different anyway. That's why he didn't do IndyCar full-time this year. So, I mean, depending on where Marco wants to go, if he wants to run, say, like, NASCAR full-time or part-time, then that's on him. Or if he wants to go back to IndyCar full-time, then that's on him too. Or if he wants to do what he's doing, if what this year works out for him best, um, then just, just keep doing it. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think of how cool it would be to have three Andrettis in victory lane in uh, and, and NASCAR, how cool that would be. Um, John Andretti, of course, the, the cousin of, of Marco Andretti, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that bloodline is. But John Andretti and Mario Andretti, both uh, winners in in NASCAR, to add uh, Marco to that list. Maybe, you know, I know he can't go straight to Cup Daytona, but that would be the one that I'd want to see him give it a shot in, you know, uh, just like uh, seeing Jimmy Johnson and the Indy 500 would be the only way that I would ever consider this, you know, run that Jimmy's having legit is if he runs the Indy 500. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Marco giving a shot, even at his age. Uh, I think that uh, put him in a truck series. That, who knows, man? Tony Stewart may create a damn truck series or something, uh team uh, that, that gives these guys a, a shot as they prove themselves. I am very impressed with the SRX series, though, Taz. I think that it's uh, – when I see the numbers there, the 1.33 million, I think to myself, man, that's a, that's a, on average with just about any other sports uh, show that, that that comes on, you know, a major sporting event. I think it just took time, and people need to grow on it for it to become what it is now. I think people were a little skeptical at first about it, but as each race went on, and people started, you know, tuning in, seeing what it is and stuff like that. They're learning about it, and they're finding the entertainment. They're finding – they're just finding something different about it, that, and they're enjoying it. I mean, I was a, I was a fan of SRX since it, its first announcement on day one because when I looked at it, 12 identically prepared cars – we're going to race on short tracks, mixture of asphalt and dirt, keep a short schedule, six races. We're going to mix the young with the old and maybe throw in a couple of ringers. And I'm just like, this is IROC, but with a lot of twists that I think IROC was missing. Right. And I like the local guy coming in. I like having superstar ringers coming in to throw a twist on the full timers and and I like the local ringers to kind of be like, Hey, this is this is our track. You're invading my home. Let me show you a thing or two. There's About, three drivers that I've never heard of that I'll definitely now know because of this S R X series. And uh Friend House is is the one. Uh the, the Colby kid is the uh, is the other and uh, what was the third one? Uh, uh, I guess it's Ernie Swanson. Swanson. The Swanson kid, that's right. Not counting that, I, I don't know how I've ever missed the uh, Ernie, uh, the, the, the Ernie kid, uh, uh, how he's that developed as a racer, and I've never even heard of the guy, especially somebody like I who follows all kinds of racing. I don't know how this guy's been under my radar. Yeah, he. 
I didn't know who Ernie Francis was, but at the same time, I didn't know anything of Trans Am. Never really, really followed it, to be honest with you. But I guess you could say now I know who this kid is. Um, I, I think if Miss Lee saying here, I know Ray said no added races, but still say they should expand. But I still say they should expand the season, not the number of cars. I would if see I've been skeptical on keeping it twelve, or do you expand to like maybe fourteen or sixteen? I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not going to be against it if they expand the number of cars, but I'm not going to. I'm in the middle. It just depends for me. But I like the 12 cars. I would like to see a couple more races, maybe. If they were to add more races, at most 10, to be honest. I I don't want the series to be insanely large, but I, I like the direction of where they're going. I like the mixture of asphalt and dirt short track racing. I would like to see how they're going to handle a road course race. I'm not sure how that would play out with their format, but I I would like to see them try it out, see what happens. Worst case scenario, don't do it again. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I want to see an expansion. Um, I think uh, I think oversaturation becomes a problem when. The reason why people watch NFL is because it's 16 games. You're not giving very much time to uh, to miss one. Baseball has 162 games. Basketball has 82 games. You know, the reason why NFL is more watched than all those above is because there's less games. The less of the product, the more the demand, right? I would like to see it if it is expanded only by two in each one. I, I, I could I could be okay with 14 cars. I could be okay with eight races. But anything over that, then you're going to have to add off weeks, and, and it could be scheduled. I love it that the, that, it, that it could be the summer racers classic. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what you get on a, a, a you know. And I I would like to see a, a prime time instead of a Saturday as well. I'd like to see it on a Wednesday night. You know, because I love racing during the weekday. I don't know. I'm kind of liking this Saturday night type deal, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, do we have our guest in, Chris? Uh, That's a big negative there, sir. So our guests have stood us up a lot with their co-hosts. So uh, I don't know what's going on around here, but we're going to keep on jiving and keep this thing rolling. we, I, love we it, mentioned, uh, I love that I got a guy like Taz that's, uh, that's, that's, that's hung out here with me. So, uh, Taz, what's next? Well, I'm going to finish off with one more thing with SRX before we give our picks for the season finale here. You, know, We mentioned the local ringers like Fenhouse, who had to race the Slinger Nationals and win it in order to get that ride, um, which I think that's kind of cool in my opinion. Uh, Doug Kobe, I mean, the guy's a six-time champion in the Wheel and Modified Tour, and for the Bristol race with GMS this summer or this spring or fall. I uh, know fall actually. I don't even know what season I'm in. Apparently, um, <laughs> and then 
I would like to see Cody Swanson again, but at IRP if they were to go back there. But, um, I mean, he did he did well at Eldora, but he wanted to be the local ringer for IRP, but he understood why he was selected for Eldora when we found out Bobby Santos was the IRP local guy. But I just would like to see him be an IRP, see what he had against these guys. Would he fare better than Bobby Santos? Who knows, but... Um, Miss Lee says no more than 12 races tops. I, I I have to go with the sweet spot of 10. I feel like anything more than 10 might be a little too much. But yeah. SRX at Nashville Fairgrounds for our season finale. And we knew our 10 full-time drivers heading into this, but we didn't know who the other two drivers were. And they announced them the week of swingers of this coming week. And find out that we're going to have a father versus son showdown, Chase versus Awesome Bill. And Haley Deegan apparently is free, so uh, she's going to pilot the 12th card. So our SRX picks, well, I got first dibs again, and uh, he's ran this track before numerous times and with the late model. And you know what? I'm going for broke. I can't get, unless I pull one out of my rear end to get out of last place, I have nothing to lose and nothing to gain. So you know what? I'm going Chase Elliott all the way. Wow. Um, wow. Chase Elliott. I mean, yeah, I got, I, I've got to uh, stay with him. I'm going to stay with him. I don't think I have next pick. I forget who has next pick. Has uh, next it would pick? be Mr. CJ, but he's not on, and then it would be you. Oh. So, I, did, I did see Paul Tracy run the top five. I, I would go for Burke and go, go with Tracy, but that would be just absolutely crazy and moronic, I believe. If I did that, I, I think I'd be You're in the point title summer. hunt. You're in the, everyone's uh, in the point title hunt, except for me, so... You got to make your kick very well here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've got to go with Tony Stewart because he's going to win the championship, that's for sure. All right, yeah. then Craig would be next, but I don't see him on. So Miss Lee, you get dibs on your pick. Stewart and Chase Elliott are off the table, so this will be interesting to see. She's going Ernie, not a bad one. I like it. <laughs> No doubt. Thank you. So, you know, uh, we've got a couple-week break coming ahead here. Uh, I guess NASCAR decided to shut down for the Tokyo Olympics, and uh, we won't be racing from, I believe it's our last weekend, and we won't come back until August 8th. Uh, I've never seen a two-week-off break uh, in NASCAR other than, of course, COVID. Uh, what do you think? Uh, is that a good move or is that a not too shabby move? It might be a good mood move in a sense. It gives the drivers and the crews a little bit of a break. At the same time, it might be a downfall. Um, race fans might be like, well, what do we do? And this is where I think SRX should have watched this and capitalized on it a bit, but but probably they didn't because of the same reason. But I think 
Um, also, it's a tough call. I see it in a good sense on the driver and cruise aspect. You know, you get a you get like a couple week break off um, to kind of refresh in and do what you got to do. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it stinks in a way. Because for people that are maybe into racing but not into the Olympics are kind of like, what do we really do? I mean, you can watch old races, but it's really not the same. Well, you know, I think that not having the all-star race at Charlotte took away their, you know, their basically their their easy two-week break. Uh, that You know, those that race uh, the all-star or Charlotte, uh, but most of those guys live in that area, so it kind of did give them a little bit of uh, mid-season uh, break there. But I, I, I think it's, I think it'll be all right. Uh, it does give a couple weeks for people to do some other things. As you said, SRX could have definitely uh, capitalized on uh, on that had they. Uh, I, I think they they would have done just fine. I mean, I'm not so sure that uh, people are really going to have their eye on uh, on the Olympic Games. It, it, it's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah, it. NBC, NBC's cashing in on the whole. Well, they 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 spent a whole lot of money on it. Yeah, Miss Lee says it sucks. Yeah, it, it does. I won't say what else she said, but uh, <laughs> it does suck. I, I I agree. So is that like a complete NASCAR shutdown, or is that just uh, the Cup Series? Because I believe it's a complete NASCAR shutdown. Cup Series, Cup Series after this weekend is off until Watkins Glen on August eighth. I'm trying to check the Xfinity and trucks at the moment. Um. Let's see. Not Xfinity's on the same page, and I believe Trucks is on the same page too. So I believe it's a whole entire NASCAR shutdown, which kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't. Uh, bad move. Don't like it. Uh, two weeks of bad enough trying to find a week where you know there ain't a race on or something. But Andy Carl capitalized if they race, I guess. But I'm not even sure if they'll race because that's another NBC product as well. But, uh, yeah, that's going to kind of suck, guys. Make sure you go out and support your local tracks that, those couple of weeks uh, to get your fix in for sure. Oh, I definitely would. But uh, it sucks, but I guess it is what it is. We, we're not the NASCAR execs that make the decision, but Wheel and Mods still run, I believe. Says maybe ARCA too, but I'll check their schedules and maybe what those series got. I know the wheel of mod. I know modifieds can put on a show if you watch a good ones. And I'm saying that from and I'm saying that from experience watching the SK modified All Star race the same day as the SRX opener, but. Well, I guess. Uh... We kind of caught it off guard today. Uh, we've had a caller to call in and want to talk politics on a racing show. Our guest didn't call in. We're missing a co-host. Uh, we've kind of breezed right through a lot of the topics. Uh, we could go back and uh, discuss a little bit more about the dirt racing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we're facing a, a shutdown here soon. 
Uh, let's go back to, I believe, what Jim Hamlet. I think there was something in one of our posts that we posted uh, about basically Denny Hamlin was, I feel like, uh, petitioning for a union. Um, so we'll we'll jump over to this topic as we uh, try to close out this hour. Now, of course, the Van Gogh question. Uh, are we are we going to just run an hour tonight? Is that what we're doing? That's what it kind of feels like. <laughs> no, we'll do we'll do our normal show. Well, let's we can do the fan question now because usually we do it towards the end and try to rush through it. But if we got open space, we have a little bit of time before uh, we do our last hour of the show. Why not throw yeah. it in? Right. So let's get let's talk about this real quick. Denny uh, Hamlin on the disconnect between NASCAR and drivers in regards to next gen testing. When it comes to the crash stuff. And he's talking about there's been a rumor going around NASCAR that these cars are not safe. The next the next generation car is not safe. The crush panels are not withstanding the G forces that are created. And this could be uh, a uh, a bad situation. So this is Denny Hamlin's response. Uh, when it comes to the crash stuff, I've asked questions to two different NASCAR people executives. I get a I can't get a response. So that to me. It makes it even scary. It's just, man, the disconnect right now between all the parties, NASCAR, the tracks, the drivers, it's tough right now. It's not a good place. Hamlin would ask if he wants the driver's counsel back. In seven years, I'll be a team owner, but only – but these drivers' safety is at risk. They need to know what they're getting strapped into. So they need to get organized. They need to have a voice, and they deserve to have a seat at the table, whatever that table is. That's where the conversation got interesting because he said they need to get organized. That's a that, that's that's the rebel yell of a union in most cases. Taz, what do you think about that? Be more organized as in a team or the manufacturer organization as a whole. No, right, as, as the drivers' voices to be heard because if NASCAR's uh, willing to bring out a new car that's not safe. Uh, at what point in time did the drivers say, "Hey, we we're hearing we're hearing rumors that this car uh, isn't safe"? So, uh, by Denny Hamlin saying that uh, drivers need to get organized, they need to have a voice, and they deserve to have a seat at the table, whatever table that is. So, obviously, all the control is in the owners' hands and in NASCAR's hands, not the drivers' hands. But those drivers are the ones that strap into these race cars, and uh, if these drivers are believing that the cars are not safe, uh, then then who's to who's to fight back to NASCAR? Uh, yeah, the drivers got drivers have to get together and make a voice of their own because all the Na- all of NASCAR is doing they're just taking professionals and executives and all these other people that are doing all these tests and safety things and rundowns and whatever. They're not, I don't think they're looking at it from a driver's interest or perspective and the drivers need to step up their game and say, Hey, you guys are kind of, are kind of throwing us a wrench here. Like, I, if we don't feel safe driving these cars, if you guys want us to race with you, with NASCAR and keep going, then you got to listen to us. I mean, we're the ones driving it, not you. 
you can't you can't exactly. put out a product for us that we feel okay and comfortable with. That you you guys may think it is, but if we strap in those cars and we break a bone on turn two of Daytona five laps in, we can go after you because you guys didn't provide us a safety piece of equipment for us to drive. Um, yeah, I agree totally with what you just said, Taz. I, I was uh, looking through some news as we were – I was trying to uh, extend the, the topics here. I did run across something that I believe is breaking news. Uh, we don't have a breaking news sound theme. I think we'll have to download one of those. Uh, we're a little bit behind the times here at Race Chat Live. Uh, but uh, are you ready for some breaking news? What's that? Welcome, okay, the USAC Racing, breaking news. Welcome back to NASCAR Cup Series champ Chase Elliott, who returns to the USAC NOS Energy Drink National Midget Racing this week, Tuesday, July 13th, USAC Tuesday Night Thunder at Red Dirt Raceway, July 13th, and uh, Wednesday, July 14th, at Chad, the Chad McDaniel Memorial at Solomon Valley Raceway in Belo, Texas. I mean, Baylor, Kansas. Uh, wow. So, uh, Chase Taylor is going to run two USAC midget races, the SRX series, and then the NASCAR Cup series at New Hampshire this week. Uh, <laughs> he's traveling. Like he's, uh, sounds like he's trying to mimic his, old, uh, his uh, teammate over there, huh? I mean... I guess so, and if he wants to become a better driver, I guess he's going to have to learn how to drive different cars during downtime. I remember we used to have a thing where we said shots fired, and I believe every bit in my heart that was a shot fired. And Chase Elliott, because we know Kyle Larson, we can all agree, right, Kyle Larson is a better driver than Chase Elliott. Oh, as of right now, down straight, yeah, but – in my opinion, I still would like to see Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, both from racing IROC, SRX, whatever you want to call it, whatever series, you know, identically prepared cars, put them on the same track, no adjustments made, send them for five laps. Just send it for five laps. Whoever wins is king of the hill. There you go. Grudge <laughs> match. That's right. Oh, black flag race. <laughs> Some folks Anything goes. That Hell yeah. Anything goes. <laughs> right on. Uh, so, yeah, Miss Lee uh, had a great suggestion. How about we go ahead and do the fan question? I don't see any problem with that uh, as we bounce and skip across the board here. Uh, let's see. So, uh, I got Rebecca has uh, given us a, a question each week for the last few weeks, and uh, – she sent us a new one. Uh, do you want me to read the question, Taz? Uh, I'll read it, then you give you give your intake on it. See what you go from there. Uh, he says, hope your weekend got better as it went along and you're okay. Uh, for Monday, for the Camping World Truck Series race in Knoxville, they were talking about a wave-around procedure. Not thinking this is just the drivers being friendly. Can you explain what it is? As always, thank you for your time. 
Uh, Miss Rebecca, of course. Uh, so, uh, yep. What uh, I kind of suggested earlier, used to be in racing, you would race back to the caution. But uh, safety, 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 safety come into play. Uh, there was a gentleman's agreement that you would not race back to the caution. Uh, and then that gentleman's agreement kind of started to, to dissipate. People were no longer uh, willing to basically lay out of it. When they cross the line, we've seen a lot of guys that were a lap down shooting. So what it is is some those guys that are already a lap down that have been passed by the leader, they were given a chance to race the racer. Well, back in the old day, what we would do is we would start those cars actually on the pole side, on the right side. Uh, but when we went to double-style restart and uh, basically uh, do it the way that we do it now, um, there was still a need for basically the lucky dog so that that racer did not have to race his way uh, to the caution flag. And eventually what they what they did was they said, okay, we're going to have what they call a wave round. So if those cars were uh, anywhere within the back half of the pack, they were a lap down. They get the wave. They, they were not a lap down yet. Am I right? Right. Are they a lap down or are they not a lap down? Because I, it, I believe that it's, I mean, you can, there's both there's sides a to a lap. lap is what I, what I believe they are. And they were able, they're able to come back around if they choose not to pit. That's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big issue. If you choose to pit, uh, then, then you're still basically a lap down. But if you choose not to pit, then you get to fall at the tail end of the field. And it, it goes back to safety purposes car one lap down on each caution gets a wave around to get back at the lead lap but i believe there's another wave around as you kind of mentioned for the lap down cars who ended up not pitting obviously if if laps count under yellow they're going to get however many laps they get back if they stay out um depends on the leader of the race and and whoever the lap car is but the but when they start, get ready to go back to green, it's either the white the one to go signal or the lap before that under yellow is when the wave around happens and they have to join the tail of the field at that point. Because yeah. why would you try? And I know NASCAR did this a number of years ago, where they would have. I guess you could say kind of like a single file, single double file. And what I mean by that is like any, all the lead lap cars are in the outside row. All the cars, at least one lap down, start on the inside row. And that gave them a chance to fight for their lap back. Threw in as like a little bit of a dangerous factor too, because guys were being thrown off. They were trying to race for the lead, but you had lap traffic involved already, and it sometimes would cause a ruckus. So they ditched that idea. So now they decide, well, if there's any lap cars that stayed out of, they didn't go down pit road, there's a wave round for you. They join the tail of the field, and you stayed that many number of laps down, and it is what it is. But and, and there is a difference in the way dirt racing is called and the way the asphalt or NASCAR is called. 
Uh, typically, when they caution comes out, first of all, if you go a lap down in dirt racing, we pretty much know your race is over with because it's it's impossible uh, to get that lap back. Which is the which is the entertainment factor side in NASCAR. They create uh, probabilities by making it easier for guys to get their lap back. In dirt racing, you go a lap down, you're 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 basically your night's done. So what they do is when a caution comes out, they revert back to the last completed lap. So We've had many incidents where somebody was racing the leader. They took the lead, but before all the cars cleared the, the, the flag stand, a caution comes out. So then they revert back to the last lap completed. So even after you've made the pass on the leader, you, you basically, the caution come out, you had, to re, you had to redo that pass again on the green. Uh, so uh, it, it's done two different ways. Uh, within uh, the, the racing community, well, the dirt side. Uh, that's typically how they do it. Uh, of course, we talked about Colin Carson and, and reverting to a, a no-fault rule, which is something that we we could argue about all day on the dirt segment side, of course. <laughs> well, there's, there's a few dirt series that kind of follow the lap-down go-around, which I know if you follow the Brett Dale Short Track Super Series, he follows that rule where first car one lap down gets their lap back. And that, that dirt modified racing, he runs that. I don't think he does it for weekly track racing, but I know for his series, he does that. And I know his uh, 200 lap, uh, kind of like towards the end of the season racing, um, you're allowed first car one lap down gets their lap back up until I think it's like 10 laps to go and then at that point if you're a lap down you're a lap down but but for the most part in dirt racing once you're lap down you ain't getting that lap back yeah and so Miss Lee said now explain the driver wave a round where an individual driver might wave a car around if they realize that car is better than them so so there's going to be two there's going to be two gestures that come out of the window of that race car. One's going to be the middle finger, and the other's going to be, hey, come on around me. So there's a, when that hand comes out the window, you're either getting the bird or you're getting told, hey, come on around. I, I've got issues, or I'm going to let you pass me. Uh, so that, that's kind of a courtesy call there. Uh, but like I said, you're going to, when the hand comes out the window, most of the time in a racing purpose, you're either going to, you're, 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 uh, you're either uh, catching the bird, or you're being told, hey, you're faster than me, come on around. Which I've seen a lot of cars that understand where they race at, and they don't want to be a problem. They enjoy racing. They can't keep up with the field. So they're they're very courteous to that. We see that a lot of times in some of these bigger series that, uh, you know, where the guys just don't have the funding that, that some of the other cars do. So they, they, they enjoy the competition, but they're competing against cars on a similar budget, not not necessarily the lead lap cars. And, and, and I think, Taz, you could probably tell it and say it as well. A lot of these super late model races, the more that the cars go go a lap down, typically you'll see super late model cars pull off the racetrack. In other words, they know they're already two or three laps down. Their race is over with. They want to be they want to be the highest finisher in their in their race. But but once Whoever they're racing retires, they'll make a lap and then they'll come in as well. So what it does is it keeps it keeps you from breaking your shit out there on the racetrack and uh, 
maybe messing up somebody else's uh, shot to win. Uh, and we've seen that a lot in the uh, in the super late model series and and uh, and, and the, uh, the the fast sprint car series. Yeah, I, I believe that happens in some of those bigger like uh, World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil's uh, sprints well, and asked, late models. I asked Taz one time why, and they said because typically the, anywhere between tenth and and twenty fourth pay about the same. So. Uh, you know, well, if you're not in that top 10 or you're not in that top 12, so they have go-home money. They have uh, money to start. You know, typically in these bigger uh, races, you get at least a $500 to start, a $300 yeah. to start. And and so, you know, that's basically paying 15th through 24th for sure is that 500 or $300 to start. So, uh, you know, if there's no money to gain, then, then why tear up your craft or – you know, we've seen Scott Bloomquist so many times. He'll come out, he'll put out a lap, and 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 the car's not not been cooperating with him all night. He's been smeared smeared in the back. He'll take one lap and then he'll pull it in. Well, that's because Scott's not going to go out there and tear up a good race car when he just missed it. You know, he he it, it wasn't on. It, it wasn't hitting on everything that he thought it could. So, a very interesting uh, question by Miss Rebecca. I, I swear that. It's uh, created a whole new dynamic to uh, to our show. This time, I think we've talked about it a little bit longer than what uh, what we would normally give it. So, uh, good, great job on the production manager, uh, Miss Lee, on bringing that topic uh, up earlier in the segment. Well, I don't know if they cleared things up or made it more confusing. Oh, my goodness gracious! I've had a, I've I've had a rough week. I'm so sorry. If I mess that up, I, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> well, you want a kind of a quick commercial break, and then we'll get into our local segment at the top. Since we're at the top of our second hour here, sounds good to me, buddy. Are you ready? day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child and now that it's becoming a reality don't risk your once in a lifetime events to a once in a while amateur you found on Craigslist the entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration you can never redo your wedding but you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional we make every wedding when what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E 2 M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E 2 M-U-S-I-C. Also, more to music.com. More to music. More to music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to Music. Owner-operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to Music. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C. More to Music. More to Music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. 
Plus, check out more2music.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. More2music.com. More2music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, more2music.com. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C.com. More2music.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. More2music.com. All right, folks. That that is uh, Craig Moore's business, More to Music. Unfortunately, Craig is uh, not with us tonight. Hopefully, he'll be back with us next week as we get ready for a local segment of the show here, the second hour of our show, that is. And I usually kick things off with things going on up here in the northeast side of things no short track super series race racing action but there's two local track highlights i can go over we got friday night action at utica Rome speedway saturday night action with fonda speedway and then i'll be going over the more tire group stuff and what to possibly preview for set for this weekend um so without further ado, let's get right into Uticarome Speedway action with the modified 30 laps of distance for Friday night weekly racing action. And we go green off turn number four. Tim Main and Brian Gleason lead them down the front straightaway in the turns one and two. Paquetti looking to go fifth to third and one shot and go three wide for third, fourth, and fifth. Rocky Warner on the outside. Marshall Hurd in the middle. Andy Paquetti down low. Paquetti shoots like a rocket. He'll get it. He'll take over. Spot number two off quarter number four. Brian Gleason leads lap number one. Bacchetti in second. Now moving forward, the two laps complete. Shepard rockets the outside. He gets around the 58M of Marshall Hurd in the turn number three. He'll focus on the four of the wild child. Andy Bacchetti, he'll take over position number two. Swide job off quarter number four. Shepard up to position number two. Bacchetti trying to hold off Marshall Hurd, and we go yellow for a couple cars getting together in turn number four. Green flag is back up, three laps in. Shepard on the outside, and he'll get by Gleason off turn number two. See you later, says Matt Shepard. Gleason back to spot number two. Bacchetti back to third. And here comes Dave Marcachilli in the M1 machine. Further on back, he's working his way inside the top ten, looking to crack into the top five. Move forward to 17 laps complete. Shepard facing heavy lap traffic here. As Rocky Warner trying to close in in the 1J machine, but Shepard, Getting around the left traffic with ease now as they all open the door for him as he's working on the 816 of Jeff Rockefeller, putting him down a lap, 18 laps complete, 12 to go, down the back straightaway in the turn number three. We go green flag racing once again with 10 laps to go. Three wide with Mark Achille, AJ Slideways, Alan Johnson, Rocky Warner. Warner's going to go back to fourth. Mark Achille gets up to second, putting Alan Johnson in the third. Shepard still leads the way, but Alan Johnson to the inside of Dave Marcacilli to three and four, and he's going to try to take up the second spot. Too close to call by a tire. It's actually going to be Dave Marcacilli, but white flag waves, and here's the checkers. Off turn number four, Matt Shepard picks up the win at Unicron Speedway over over Alan Johnson, Andy Bacchetti, Rocky Warner, and Dave Marcacilli, the top five. Move over to Fonda Speedway one night later. It's Jessica Friesen and Jamike Soul leading them to green off corner number four. 
And Judd Liquor-Friesen will lead the field in the turns one and two. Bobby Barron to the inside of Jamike Soul looking for second. Soul has it off turn number two. Three wide with Dave Constantino, Pep Karate, and David Schilling. As Pep Karate goes backwards while the other two move forward. And leading lap number one is going to be Jay-Z, Jessica Friesen. And moving forward to four laps complete. Here comes her husband, Stuart Friesen. He's going to rock it through the field. He's going to try to make it three wide, but can't quite make it stick. But he finds a way around. He's going to look to the outside of Jamike Soul. That's for position number four or five, I believe that is. And he's going to get to the outside. He takes over the spot away from Jamike Soul and worked his way forward with six laps complete now. Moving forward to 12 laps complete of this 30-lap feature. Stuart Friesen goes to the outside of Bobby Varon in turn number two, looking for second. Rockets down the back straight away to turn number three. Stuart Friesen now takes over position number two while Jess continues to lead the way. Bobby Varon back to third, but here comes Rocky Warner from fourth. He's going to come into the picture in this one. Nine laps to go this time. Coming to eight laps to go. Stuart Friesen on the inside. Off corner number four. Jessica on the outside. Still side by side in turns one and two. Eight laps to go. Jessica Friesen on the outside. Stuart takes over the race lead down the back straight away. Off corner number two. Going into turn number three. This time they switch lanes. Stuart goes to the outside. Jessica is going to go to the bottom here. Off turn number four. Going to look for seven laps to go. Free Stuart holds her off and they're dead even at the line. Jessica Friesen goes to the dive bomb on the bottom in turns one and two. With seven laps to go, Jay-Z returns to the race lead. Down the back straightaway, Stuart Friesen going to try to take a peek to the bottom in turn number three. He's not going to get to make a run because Jessica gets the momentum on the outside. And she holds on Stuart Friesen. Here is six laps to go. And here we go, four laps to go. They're still battling up, but here comes Rocky Warner going to try to shake things up, going to try to see if he can spoil the Friesen party. Down the back straightaway, four laps to go, Friesen. Stu, that is, looks to the inside of Jessica. Jessica holds him off. Rocky Warner's going to look to the outside of Stuart Friesen in the turn three and four. Jessica's going to lead him down with three laps to go. Stuart on the bottom in second. Rocky Warner still knocking on the door for third. Jessica trying to hold off. Stu through turns one and two with three laps to go. Jessica's still on the outside. Stuart's trying to work the bottom lane here. Stuart can't get anything done in the bottom because Jessica's holding him off, but Rocky Warner's going to try to take his peek to the outside of Stuart Friesen once again for the second position. Stu holds him off off turn number four. Two laps to go this time. And Nicker are coming up to lap traffic. Jessica Friesen still holding on. Stuart gets a good run to the inside, but Jessica gets the better run down the back straightaway in the turn three and four. Side by side, Jessica and Stu. It's a Friesen one-two right now. And they're coming to the white flag, working around the lap car. Jessica Friesen holding on Stu and going to use the lap car as a pick. Down in the turn number two, final time, Jessica Friesen looking for the feature win here at Fox Speedway. And using the lap car as a pick, as I said earlier, through three and four, Jessica Friesen holds up for her husband, Stuart Friesen, and Rocky Warner to pick up the feature win at Fonda Speedway. Moving over to the mower tire group, we had the Gamblin Modified Twin feature, Twin 25 features for them that featured a wild card redraw. And how that worked was the they ran one key race to determine the lineup for the first feature. And then the top three from the first feature would have to redraw their starting spot for the second feature. And it was all well, the Steeg 
because the driver name cannot be mentioned due to certain reasons. Um, so Teague won both of the more mod features and picked up the TNT Designs uh, feature sweep $25 bonus. Uh, Aaron Akowski, uh picked up the Adult Predator feature win and over Ava Rakowski and Tanner Bean. And it was J.L. Rakowski over Tears of Rakowski in the novice uh, class as well. Next up for the more tire group will be not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. And once again from Dodge City Speedway. And then this coming Saturday will be the second round of the New York Champ Cart Series over at Turkey Trot Raceway. And after looking to improve the cart count over there, after a pretty good, decent showing for the first race at Dodge City Speedway a few few weeks ago, and looking to build that momentum for race number two. And that about and also short track super series cage region for you southern folks down there. Head on out to Chatham Speedway as the series heads to Chatham Speedway this weekend. Speaking of Chatham Speedway, we're hoping uh, so far it's still a go, but in case something happens, um, we'll let you know ahead of time. But we are looking at Mr. Brandon Hightower. He'll talk about his news over with Chatham Speedway next that next Monday um, and we'll talk about business of what he had going on beginning of 2021, his plans currently now, and what he's got going on over at Chatham Speedway. But that's my news for the local segment and we'll turn things over to you, Chris, and if we have Artie and Jared on, we'll get them thrown in as well. Yeah, uh, so uh, we race this weekend at uh, the House of Hooks, and uh, and Cook, a uh, a driver out of Salem, Alabama, picked up a thousand dollars to win Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series Super Late Model Race. Um, really did it in dominant fashion. Uh, there was uh, some exchanging uh, between the, the Rigmans and uh, Dalton early in the race. But once Dalton really got the lead, he he stretched it out. Good for him. Uh, Kid who at the Fall Classic said he didn't even – he spent his top three and, you know, couldn't believe that uh, he was in the race, much less uh, finished in the top third of of the Fall Classic 100. Uh, So congratulations uh, to Dalton Cook as we try to get uh, more stats pulled up here. Um, let's see. We'll give you the top three real quick on those uh, races. So the top three, I believe, uh, in the Super Late model, Cook was the winner. Chad Thrash second. Michael Arnold out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, finished third in the featured. Uh-oh. And let's go to... Uh, Go to the Dirt Lake model side, Crate Racing USA, Dirt Lake models, uh, feature finish. Chris McElhaney won over Rodney Wing. Rodney Wing was driving a backup car from Chris McElhaney. Casey Haney, a hot hand uh, in that capital race car. He finished third. 
So uh, Capital Race Cars, I tell you what, they are they are they are a dominant race car. Of course, Tim Dees, Jamie Bowen, uh, top five. Tim Dees has been on a heck of a run. Noteworthy. Uh, we hope uh, Mr. Larry Murphy's doing a lot better. Uh, he hit the wall wide open. Very scary moment. Uh, basically, the car just kind of on him and went sailing into the uh, wall near the flag stand, about wide open. Uh, Mr. Larry's uh, kind of an older driver. Been around for a long time, put many laps down out there at the house hook. Uh, his uh, stepson and wife uh, helped run Why Not Motorsports Park, uh, Rodney and uh, Miss Peggy. So uh, that's uh, the results from Great Racing USA Dirt Lake Models. Let's go to the Sportsman Lake Models. In feature time, Cody Ratcliffe, uh, Tommy Shannon's grandson, uh, put on a hell of a show. I think this is his third win of the season uh, out of uh, Wyoming, Mississippi, the 87 Moffat Motorsports Machine, uh, typically known as the Rebel, Cody Ratcliffe, picked up the win. Bailey Callahan out of Ware, Mississippi, uh, finished his second. Jesse Enterton uh, out of Milton, Florida. I don't know if you guys saw the Hunt the Front, Hunt, the Hunt the Front. Uh, it's a it's a thing on YouTube. Uh, if you've not checked it out, go check it out. Uh, it's a racing vlog. Uh, Jesse is part of that uh, group of Hunt, Hunt the Front, HTF, I believe is the uh, the call letters for that. Uh, Eli Thomas out of Minnehaha, Mississippi, finishes fourth, and Dale Lucas uh, finished in the top five. That was in the Sportsman uh, late model. Uh, in the street stock, man, we had. 11 cars. Last week we had 33, I believe. But Lee Ray turned up the oven. He picked up the win. A young kid that I've never seen race before. I've known their family, uh, Glenn Sheedy and Shelby Sheedy. Uh, this is, I believe, the youngest brother out of French Camp, Mississippi, Riley Sheedy in the D4. He finished in second. And Daniel Lacoste, uh, out Louisiana, in the 91 machine. He finished in third. Matt Byron, fourth, and Wesley Green out of Duck Hill, Mississippi. Uh, finished fifth. Uh, let's get on over to the factory stock race. Man, oh, man, you could not stop them. The Mean Green, Allen Green Machine, uh, Magna Trucking, Linden, Alabama's very own Christopher Reeves uh, put Superman on the front of that race car uh, because Chris has been dominant all this year. He's not won every race, but, man, uh, you take a couple of mechanical issues, and a couple of uh, second-place runs, and you can basically uh, see that uh, Chris has been one of the dominant factory stock cars all year. A great run by a young gun. Uh, we, I'm not so quick on calling him a young gun. His family has a lot of history in racing. Uh, his grandfather, Larry Murphy, was the one I was telling you about that hit the wall pretty hard uh, earlier in the late-model event. Uh, his father, Wayne Murphy, also a late-model driver, a Craig Racing USA late-model driver. Uh, Trey come out and uh, finished second place in the factory stock, I believe, for his career best finish. Trevor Yates, a former winner out of Brandon, Mississippi, finished his third. Joey Shirley in the X car uh, finished fourth. And Blake McNeil in the Project X machine, the number three out of Waynesburg, Mississippi, he finishes in the top five. Uh, we'll scoot on over to the Hot Shots. Only two cars showed up for that event. Blake Hatfield, I don't know how he did it. He busted his left front. And this is the front wheel drive race cars. Uh, so he busted his left front and jacked it all out. He was still able to hold on Zach uh, Mosley, which uh, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, Zach drove the drove his heart out in that race car. 
and uh, tried to catch Blake Hatfield, but Hatfield had the hat trick. He won again and his return back to the racetrack. Uh, Blake Hatfield, the double zero, found himself back in victory lane uh, once again. So we had the modified. You know, it was a good race, not entries. It wasn't as exciting as last week when we had uh, the X to C car. Travis Mars jump on the top side. Still a great race. The young, a very young gun. I will put Young Gun on this kid because he's gone out and uh, proved himself with a couple of wins already. Chase Holland out of Social Mississippi. He went to that top side. I guess he watched some video or watched how uh, Travis did it last last week. He mimicked it this week. And uh, young kid out of Social Mississippi, Chase Holland picks up the win, tuxedo and all. Uh, Greg Holland's with 100 Service Center, uh, high sawdust machine. 008, Greg Hollinsworth finished second. Joe Phillips out of Jay, Florida. New paint scheme for Joe Phillips. I almost didn't recognize him. Most of the time, see him in an orange car. He was in a blue car. Uh, but the typical 27-J. Uh, uh, also, Travis Marsh finished fourth out of McHenry, McHenry, Mississippi. And Cameron Williams, after coming off a second-place finish last week, uh, rounds out your top five there. Jay Lusenberg, notable, had a really good run going. Uh, whipped it around. Uh, leading the race. Might have changed the outcome there altogether. Uh, but uh, we're off next weekend. We've done a three-week swing, and it's been crazy. Uh, we got the Street Stock Nationals coming up August 11th through the 14th. They have to put a cap on the, on the entries, 144 cars apiece uh, of Street Stocks and Factory Stocks, and no more than 288 cars will be registered. Uh, basically, this is for safety purposes, uh, but uh, definitely it's an ear ringer there when you realize you've got that many uh, street stock and factory stock pier street cars that are going to be racing each other. It's, it's an all-stock car madness race. It's finally everything that, uh, that, that I dreamed it to be one day, and it is, a, it is an all-stock car event. No, no, no late models, no modified. This event is going to be 288 cars, all battling. Uh, for for superior superior superiority, uh, you don't forget who wins the street stock national, whether it be the factory stock Pier Street Challenge race or the three wide event uh, for the uh, Crate Racing USA Mississippi Street Stock Series uh, street stock. So uh, looking forward to that. As I said, August 11th through the 14th, of course, uh, we have a race coming up in two weeks. The weekly racing event. It will be the last time this year that we see uh, our weekly racing event. As we roll into August, we have one race plan there, and then, of course, we don't come back until October uh, for the Fall Classic. So, basically, all of our guys, your season ends and uh, next week, except unless you drive a street stock or factory stock car. So, very odd that we closed out the season in July. Uh, I'm not too sure that... Uh, uh, I like that idea, but, uh, hey, uh, when I buy a racetrack and uh, have my money uh, to pay in the purses, then, by God, I can make those kind of decisions. Just my own personal. I wish that we raced a little bit longer. But uh, uh, it's basically around the south. Uh, you have 288 cars because it's 144 car cap in each uh, division, which uh, the factory Pierce Stock Challenge is one race. It's, it's a challenge between – the factory stock cars and the pure stock cars. Basically, you can run your track rules, and we put you out there. We give you a chance to race. Never have we seen one dominant rule rule uh, rule the, the weekend. 
Uh, we've had different winners from different style of cars, I think, ever since the inception of, of, of this race, adding it to the Street Stock National. So it, it is a crazy and interesting event. We've battled uh, in years past bringing all the other classes in. Sometimes we were starting uh, uh, modified races when the sun come up the next morning. Uh, the 24 hours of the Street Stock Nationals is what it turned into for a couple of years as we were racing into the early morning hours, uh, watching the sun come up as we roll out the modifieds onto the racetrack. So uh, I tell you what, if you've not been racing when the sun comes up, guys, you just don't you, you just don't know what that's like. It's a <laughs> it's a tiring experience, but it's also one that you'll always remember. Uh, but that's uh that's it for for that segment on on my end. I think I took care of it a little bit quicker. Uh, than uh, the Taz did, but uh, maybe we can uh, maybe we can throw our picks out and, and get out of here about thirty minutes early here tonight. What do you say there, Taz? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Not gonna lie. We're at New Hampshire this week. Yeah, we are. Any, are any kind of new plates? good news? <laughs> I guess we're running restrictor plates again, right? Oh, don't get me started with Atlanta. On the reconfiguration. Yeah, I, oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Right. Uh, so uh, I guess the only other, the only thing I can comment on is why asphalt it. Throw some concrete down on that Joker. Let's uh, let's really, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. If you have to pave racetracks, it's just a guarantee. It has to happen. Um, Last week it was drivers don't want to they want to race on something that's not entertaining to the fans blah blah blah. I don't know what I have to say about the, the reconfiguration. Uh, I think four four extra degrees of bank is not really going to change much of anything. I think cutting the corners off a little bit. What they're trying to do is they're trying to take away that low side dominant side. You know, it seems like the the car that stays on the bottom there can can pretty much dominate the whole the whole race. But uh, you, you tighten those corners a little bit more. Uh, yeah, no Artie, no Artie, and no uh, no Jared. Yeah, they're probably really tired from there, so man, they're kicking our ass in uh, <laughs> in viewership. That's for sure. Uh, been a great addition to the 110 Nation Sports family. Uh, it's nice to see the uh, that uh, when you go through your stats and stuff, it's nice to see that humongous uh, 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 mountain that uh, that has been climbing with the addition of uh, the uh, Southern Dirt Track Report to the Once in Nation Sports Blog Talk Radio Network family. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they didn't call in. I'll, I'll touch bases with them. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's go into our, our picks. What, what series are actually racing uh, this weekend, Taz? Is it just uh, – I believe it's, it's, uh, I believe uh, it's uh, Cup Infinity because – because hey, unfortunately for the trucks, Knoxville was the only race they had in July. Um, let me get times here. Oh yes, here we go. Um, Saturday, July seventeenth at twelve forty-five p.m. Eastern is the Wheelin Modified Tour for the Wheelin One Hundred, only on Track Pass. Um, NASCAR Xfinity Series at three p.m. Eastern for the Ambetter Get Vaccinated Two Hundred on NBC. Sports Network, uh, NBC Sports Streaming Service, PRN Radio, and TSN3, I believe it is. 
Uh, and then Sunday, July 18th, 3 p.m. Eastern, is the Cup Series Foxwood Resort Casino 301 on NBC Sports Network, NBC Sports Streaming Service, PRN, and the main TSN broadcast. Flat track racing is where we're going. All right. So, uh, so Xfinity and uh, that's for the ones racing this um, Michael Annette is being subbed this week. Do what? Michael Annette is being subbed this week, and he's oh, being yeah, subbed yeah, yeah. by Josh Berry. Right, and, and he's been given the wave the the waiver by NASCAR, so he's still able to compete uh, for the for the playoff, the, uh, for the playoff system as well. So. Not sure really what's going on over there with the net. Has there really been a story about that? I mean, what what's going on with Michael and that? I don't know. This is the first time I'm hearing Josh Berry taking over for him this week. I was like, wait a minute, what? He was, what did I miss? He was replaced. He was replaced this weekend by somebody. Uh, I can't remember who. Uh, yeah, we, uh, that was Miss Rebecca replying next. She actually missed the same question tonight. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Baker. Hopefully you'll listen to us on the replay and uh, you'll get that. But, uh, Chaz, where, where were we? Um, talking about the Annette situation. Yeah, the Annette situation. Yeah, somebody subbed for him. I believe Austin Dillon comes to mind. Uh, Austin Dillon subbed for him past weekend. So, uh, not sure what, what's going on there. Maybe Miss Lee. Oh, Fracture Femur. Uh, Arca. Okay, so uh, Arca at Berlin Saturday night on track pass. But uh, she said he had a fractured uh, femur, uh, so that, uh, that puts him out of competition. So uh, Was that a race-related incident? I'm not sure. Uh, but it's good to see Josh Berry, man. I love me some Josh Berry. Glad to have him in the, uh, in the cockpit for an extra race. Uh, the Xfinity Series has definitely been the more exciting series so far this year. I do say most of the time I'm on the truck race side. Saying the truck races are the most exciting this year. Xfinity's just been wow. I mean, like almost every race I've enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're picking on Daniel Hemrick. The picking on Daniel Hemrick is uh, wow. Like uh, rub it in the guy's face that he's 0 for 182. <laughs> You know, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but he's not going to find an entry list. Okay. I did find an entry list for Xfinity and Cup. Uh, 41 entries for Xfinity, but because there's no qualifying, they have to put 40 cars in based on whatever formula, they wacko formula they got going on over there. Um, But they're, according to Bob Pockriff, you're we're looking at the 13 MBM car of Chad Fincham not going to be making the show. But Josh Berry in the J- Junior Motorsports 1 car. See, we got uh, Colby Howard. Oh, no, we already knew about him. Jordan Anderson piloting his own car this week in the 31. Uh, Spencer Boyd in the Mean 52, Christopher Bell in the JGR 54, TJ McLaughlin in the Hotori 61, Bailey Curry in the 74, uh, Jesse Little, Josh Williams, Riley Herps, Mason Massey, Tommy Joe Martins, 
Patrick Emmerling in the Hour Motorsports 23. Uh, Godovic in the 26. And J.J. Yaley in the 17. Then for the Cup Series. Oh, I just lost it. There it is. 37 cars entering the show. So everyone qualifies. Piloting his own car in the 78, Justin Haley in the Spire 77, Smithley in the Rick Ware 53, Cody Ware in the Rick Ware 50, well, Petty Ware 51. Um, and I think that's it for the notables on that one. But everyone qualifies for the cup race. There's only 37 entered. 41 have entered for the Xfinity, but the 13 MBM car will not qualify for the show. Yeah, projected lineups, we're looking at Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., front row, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch behind them. And in the Xfinity, we're looking at Jeb Burton, Justin Haley on the front row, Gregson and Sindrick behind them. Wow. Well, I guess it's time for your Xfinity pick, and then we'll go to our cut picks before we close out the, the show. Um we're getting late picks in from uh, two of our guys. Hopefully, uh, they'll get their picks submitted. Uh, I'll start things off on the Xfinity side. Uh, first of all, uh, Ms. Lee teased us and said, uh, did y'all know Emmerich is married to a racer? She said, I bet you don't. So, no, I didn't know that uh, Emmerich was married to a racer. I did, uh, since we're talking about that real quick, uh, I did see that Ryan Newman caught a lot of flack because he's, got a, he's dating a 20-year-old. You know, what, 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 if we should even have a response about that. Um, Kenzie Ruston had her own NASCAR career going at one point coming up in the feeder series. So very interesting. Um, it's been wide open in the Xfinity, and it's been so hard to uh, pick out one specific driver uh, that, that just stands out above. Austin Sendrick, I think, is probably the favorite coming into the championship. Um, but... Uh, you know, Ty Gibbs, uh, I don't know if he's racing this weekend. He would be a... No, a, he would have been in the 54. Who is in the 54? Christopher Bell. Okay, Christopher Bell. Well, that's that's one that you almost want to pick. Uh, but it doesn't seem like, unless your name is Kyle Busch, you don't have much of a chance in the Xfinity Series because the Xfinity drivers are more experienced at the cars, which kind of takes away... Uh, the the advantage I believe that the Cup drivers had for so long uh, racing that series was that they had a lot of seat time and could uh, practice and knew how to zoom zone in the car a lot better uh, than these guys. So I would pick Christopher Bell, but I'm not. I, I, you know what? This is another opportunity created for Josh Berry, and it's at a short track. That's what Josh Berry is a short track driver. So um, you know I, I'm not going to I'm not going to fall off too hard, I don't believe it is big, but I'm going for Josh Berry. You're going Josh Berry. All right. Well, my pick, Miss Lee kind of said his name. Um, I had to I had to actually look up Xfinity stats for New Hampshire because I didn't know who to pick. I had certain guys on my radar, but I didn't know who to pick, but I think I'm going to feel comfortable with this one. I'm going with the 54 Gibbs, uh, Christopher Bell, for two at Hampshire. You're going for Christopher Bell. 
I'm going Christopher Bell on this one. See, I'm I'm nervous now. You know, definitely because I want to. I want to. I, I don't want you guys to be able to come. I want you guys to be able to go above my pick because then then that means I'm losing ground. But uh, you know, it's wide open still. So uh, Christopher Bell, not a bad pick there. It was definitely a second choice of mine. So I, I can't be too upset uh, that you that you chose uh, somebody that I had. Over, I had my eyes set on as well the moment I heard that he was in the race. Uh, last run, 2019, was when Christopher Bell uh, won, won there. Uh, so, uh, interesting stat there uh, about Christopher Bell. So, uh, Miss Lee, who do you pick? Who you got? Miss Lee, waiting on Miss Lee's Xfinity. Of course, Cup Series. Uh, I, I don't want to take the Cup Series first pick. I want to see what's on the table. And uh, who you guys pick? Definitely, I think if you pick a Ford, you're crazy. Uh, there's obviously a disadvantage. I watched the race from Atlanta. Briscoe uh, racing the Xfinity race. Briscoe. Let Ford's me double check that. Struggle at the uh, short tracks, so I definitely wouldn't be picking one of those. I didn't think he was. As, as me clearing my nose uh, as I'm suffering a summer cold, I believe uh, I believe the conspiracy has started. That uh, no, nope, no, nope. Briscoe's not okay. No, Bell won the 19 XMD race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we yeah we got that. Oh, We're waiting for your pick. You, you threw us off with your pick for Xfinity. <laughs> yeah, what's your pick for Xfinity, Miss Lee? <laughs> we saw you're going Chase Briscoe, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he's in the race." I missed this one. Briscoe's not a bad pick though on the Cup side, if you really look at it. If you wanted to, if you wanted to pick a forward that maybe uh, would surprise you, maybe Briscoe could. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just not. I'm just thinking that Ford's going to have to pick up the pace here if they're going to be in anywhere competition. Uh, She's going Elgire. Ah, oh, Justin Allgaier. Uh-huh. Right. He's, so he's usually good at this track. He, he's good yeah. at this track. Yeah, that's a good points pick there, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to let you uh, go first, though, on the Cup Series pick there, Tav. Oof. That's a toughie. Um, I'm not feeling good with Kyle Larson. I thought he would have a redemption win. I mean... But I, I really thought he had it. Not gonna lie, Not gonna but the but the Bush Bush brothers came out swinging and they hit the home run on that. So I can't complain there any. Um, oh man, this one's tough because this kind of has like one of those Pocono wild card feels to it, but at the same time it doesn't. Oh man. I'm gonna go with a guy who's won here before. I'm going on the Ford route on this one. Nope. I'm going on Penske side. Nope. So that narrows it down to three. Nope. Told you stay away from Ford. Well, there's a couple good ones. Truex has done well. 
at that track. Oh, no, 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 I don't want you to change your pick. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Do whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Trek I just, done well. Hamlin's done well. I don't see, I don't see Larson doing that much greatness here, but that could be proven wrong. Um, I don't think this will be a JGR or a Hendrick dominance. I think we could see an equal playing factor. I'm going Denny Hamlin. That's my pick. Throw the uh, curveball. He pulled the old switcheroo. He pulled the old switcheroo. He went down the Penske lane and then turned and made a hard left. And uh, there you go. Uh, I played Hamlin. the curveball this week. The, the Denny you Hamlin. You, usually that's you, but I figured, you know what? We're going to do it. I'm going to be well, the guy I'm to do it no- this time around. I took off two pitches already. I'm I'm going with the changeup. I'm going with Joey Logano, baby. I know. I dumped the fours. I said there's no way. But you know what, baby? What do I love? I love the blue oval. This is Joey Logano's home track. As a matter of fact, this is where Joey Logano got his very first win at. Joey Logano is going to show that he is a true uh, competitor for the championship. He's going to win in, I say, I say he's going to win by a gap. What do you think? That's still your pick. (laughs) No, no, actually, it it was originally Penske, but you know what? I I went the reason. There's a reason why I went down this this way. I went. I did, and because oh, cool. we're getting down to the wire on playoffs, Denny Hamlin could set sail on points all he wants, but at the weight at the rate we're looking at, you got to win, and there ain't much races left. Hamlin's got to get that win, and this is going to be it. Yeah, I agree. Look, that's basically saying that it's it's a run for 16th. And the two drivers on that bubble is Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon. Tyler Reddick has had the better season than Austin Dillon, but Austin Dillon could, could you know, he could put string together five better finishes uh, than Tyler Reddick. Uh, so th- that's pretty much given the factor that, hey, uh, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, even though they don't have any wins, uh, they're still going to be able to, to make the change. Five races left. It's still anybody. And uh, if Denny Hamlin took one of those, you definitely have to zone back into how important it would be for uh, uh, Bubba Wallace or Matt DiMedetto or any driver like that if they were to get a win and uh, secure themselves in the playoffs in, the, in one of these last five races. Uh, <clears throat> Miss Lee? Let's see who you Oh, she's pick. going to Chris Rowe. He came one last year. Harv and MTX top five last year as well as Amster. I take Harv, but he has disappointed me. I'm going with Logano. Oh! She goes giggles. Giggles. Oh! Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Well, that could could either go good for us or it could go backfire on us. I like how she kept kept the nickname of... uh, Hamlin over there using the hamster. <laughs> yeah, the hamster. <laughs> Danny <go>. Hamster. <laughs> uh, well, Ray Chins, we want to thank you all for uh, listening to the show. We're, we're actually going to get out of here about 15 minutes early here tonight. So not too early, but uh, we still completed a good show. And 
I want to thank Taz Taylor for, for being here and giving me somebody to talk to on Race Chat Live. I want to thank Miss Lee, our production manager, uh, for keeping us on our toes and giving us stats when we need them. Uh, so I want to thank uh, Mr. CJ Sports, the fearless leader of the 110 Nation family. Looking forward to having his show uh, back on the network on August 9th. Uh, he said he will bring his, is the date he's bringing his show back on. Uh, congratulations on your uh, future wedding here, buddy. Uh, I'm surprised that they that he didn't bring old Craig Moore over to do the DJing service. I wonder uh, I wonder what the what the bid is on that. But uh, maybe maybe maybe, the, maybe maybe we can create a GoFundMe account or something like that and get get uh, Craig over there to. Uh, to DJ uh, Mr. CJ Sports' wedding to the beautiful Brandy. I mean, she's she's uh, she's definitely a a, a beautiful uh, young lady. Uh, she's pretty pretty lucky. I got a beautiful wife as well, though, so uh, I'm not jealous. Um, uh, want to tell everybody to check out the One Ten Nation Sports dot com website. Uh, check Race Chat Live on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Apple Tunes, Google Tunes, uh, Google Podcasts, I should say, iTunes, um, all the other important and popular uh, podcast sites. Uh, make sure that you share the show and like the show. Uh, subscribe. And uh, we're looking at uh, some new avenues. Uh, I do want to expand our network. I want The one area that we're not touching in right now is the one area that definitely pays people uh, to do this type of content, and that's YouTube. Uh, so I have a big desire to uh, get us a YouTube channel going um, to create a source of revenue for this show and, and all the others as well. Uh, so we'll be working on that and trying to figure out and brainstorm what's the best way to create uh, our next uh, outlet and uh, capitalize on that. So uh, looking forward to giving more details on that Taz uh, what about that kind of information at the end of the show right <laughs> yeah right yeah wow okay way to tell me now right but I uh, know we want to thank you guys for listening of course same bad time same bad place you can find us next Monday night uh, Brandon Hightower I don't believe Brandon Hightower is going to stand us up I think he'll uh, I think he'll uh, be on for sure we've had him on a couple of times before already uh, definitely a personality and a uh, show grabber for sure. I uh, can't can't wait to to talk about uh, the uh, super. Uh, what what is it? The, the, <laughs> such a, well, he well Brandon right now is coming on, but he said if something comes up, he uh, will let he'll let me or one of us know, but. Brandon should be on next week. He'll be talking about Chatham Speedway and what he's got going on over there because there's some little news flashing around between him and Chatham Speedway as of lately. Um, plus, he owns, he owns his own dirt modified car that somebody else drives now that he originally drove to begin 2021. But we'll talk about that when he comes on next week. And, of course, Chatham Speedway with of course, the short track super series Cajun region, as Chris was trying to say, but um, <laughs> yeah, this has been uh, <clears throat> short track super series, or yeah, this has been short track super series. Wow, this has been great. This has been Race Chat Live on Block Talk Radio. Make sure you tune up back in same that time, same that place. 
And uh, hope you all have a good night. But this has been the Caution Flag Radio. Chris Creighton, I'm Tasmanian Double. The Flaggers, Taz Taylor saying good night. Thank you, folks, for listening. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way That's just a little bit more than the normal life. Just a good old boy wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood. Night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.